Hey, I'm back. Um, I'm excited. Um, some of you joined me once again, and I appreciate it. Um, this is called Bring Her Back. Um, this is a story about J. Iris' daughter and the woman with the issue of blood. Um, it's found in Luke 8, 40 through 56. I'm excited to be talking to you about it today because your comeback is essential. Your comeback is necessary on so many levels. Um, and I want to go through this text and kind of compare and uh, contrast the two characters, um, but also kind of tell you why I'm talking about this and how it relates to you. Um, let me um, go to the scripture um, and I'm going to try to read as much as I can. Um, and then I will expound and go from there. I'm excited for y'all to be joining me today. Me love y'all a long time. Um, and it says, now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl that's 12, year, 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. All right, do we see any similarities? The girl is 12 years old. Um, the woman with the issue of blood has been bleeding for 12 years. Um, and it says that no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak or the hem of his garment, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. Then Peter was like, Master, okay, now, come on. Everybody crowding around you and pressing against you, you will ask us who touched you. He said, no, someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Verse 47, then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and she had been um, instantly healed. Now, mind you, back in the day, if you were unclean and you had something going on with you and you touched someone, that was against the law. Like you literally could be penalized for that. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. All right. First of all, he said her faith healed her, not her touching him. And that's the part that sometimes we overlook, you know. Sometimes we forget that it's all in what we believe that touches God and not being seen all the time. You know, um, it's so easy to get caught up in the crowd and what everybody else is doing um, that we do not receive our healing. And I'll tell any person, if you're in church or you're in some type of worship experience of any sort, don't focus on people because you'll miss God focusing on what everybody else is doing because sometimes our greatest distraction is what's around us and what we're doing in our churches um, in our ritual, you know, or routines. Sometimes our routines can literally be a distraction, all right? Um, so skipping down to... Well, I ain't going to say skipping down, but 49 says, while Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Now I want to start really quick for the cause. It's so easy as a believer, especially if you've been in this for a while. You could be a newcomer. When you ask God for something and it seems like he don't ever deliver, but if you ask God to bless Sister so-and-so with an ice cream cone and an orange ball, it's like instantaneously it happens. 
But when you feel like what you ask God for does not happen as quick when you're asking on your own account, a lot of times we stop asking because of disappointment. I'd rather not ask because God's not going to give me what I want, so I don't even ask anymore. And what that does is it literally takes away our ability to ask our Father and have access to Him for us for Him to bless us. Like if the enemy can stop you from asking, it'll keep God from blessing you. And I want you to hear that. If the enemy can play with your mind and keep you from asking God for what you need and what you want, he can literally keep God from blessing you because you have not opened your mouth and said something. Like people say, closed mouths don't get fed. Same thing. With your father, the enemy wants you to stop asking. You know, he wants you to uh, lose faith and hope that your father is going to reward you and help you and bless you. So be careful on that, okay? Um, now, the similarities in this story, you know, the girl, she's 12 years old. The woman has been battling with the bleeding, uh, issue of bleeding for 12 years, uh, for 12 years. And sometimes, as long as you have been alive, you have been afflicted. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes, as long as you have been alive, you've also been afflicted at the same time. So what do these two ladies or two women or two girls have in common? Um, you have one, she is fighting to live, and you got one that can't live. I I thought about Jairus, and I was like, well, why didn't he, you know, he's a leader. Why didn't he go get Jesus before this girl died or before she came to her worst state? And um, I had to think about that, you know. It could have been a number of things. Could have been pride. Could have been, I don't want nobody to see me ask Jesus for help because maybe my testimony of Jesus was one way at work and then another way at home. You know, it <laughs> it's a lot of stuff that could have went through J.R.'s mind. I don't believe he was a horrible guy. I don't believe that he just did anything with ill intent. But I just kind of wondered why, you know, he waited till Jesus came to town to ask him because I'm thinking to myself this girl had to been sick before he came to town why he didn't send for Jesus then you know when he first saw it but sometimes we don't know that things are going to get worse we sometimes we don't know that you know the end result of a thing so we don't necessarily worry we think that our devices and what we do is going to save or keep something alive but you got to always, always put what you do and who you are and who you're becoming in Christ. If you don't ever, don't ever separate the two because God is our sustainer. Sustaining means that, okay, I have life, but this uh, effect or this person or this spirit or this, uh, our God is causing us to continue. Okay. Sometimes we have things that we start and we you know, we think that we ourselves can help it to continue. No, 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 no. That's not how it is. God is our sustainer for a reason. He is not just called that, you know, as a lyric in a song. He is really our sustainer. So if he's given us life, he, he breathed the fresh breath of life into us and man became a living soul in Genesis. Okay, he has been sustaining us for years. Okay, decades. So when God gives you something, he's going to sustain it, you know. Um, also, Jesus returned. So that means Jesus had been there 
in the area. So that's why I was just kind of wondering why J. Iris didn't say, hey, come to my house quicker than that. And sometimes when you're a leader, okay, and you know the scripture, he's a synagogue leader, okay? When you know the scripture and everything, you think you got this. And sometimes you just don't have it. And that was his only daughter, his only daughter. He didn't have no more children that could comfort him if that, you know, if, if his daughter died. He didn't have anything else. And back then, of course, children were, you know, not only they were like your value. You know, if you couldn't have children, man, especially if you had sons, you know, sons were worth more. Okay. Um, the crowd welcomed Jesus because they were expecting him. So they knew he was coming. So what happens when something unexpected happens? You know, are we still going to welcome Jesus into our life? Are we still going to welcome his power into our lives? Because I've had things that are unexpected. And I thought about it. I was like, maybe this is happening to see if I'm going to curse God or not. And if you're in that state, you know, take heart. Take heart. I'm not judging you at all because there are many days I'm like, you know what, God? You don't know what you're doing. How could you let this happen to me? And that was my prayer, you know. Um, and I wasn't doing that to be disrespectful, but that's how I honestly felt. Um, but when it says don't bother the teacher anymore, a lot of time we give up and we stop asking. We literally stop asking. And that is the enemy's plot against the people of God is to keep us from asking. If we stop asking, that means the blessings cannot flow to us because we have shut our mouths. We have turned off our belief because we stop asking. Okay. And uh, now, mind you, look at who told him to stop asking someone else. Jay Irison said, I'm going to stop asking. Somebody else told him to stop asking. You got to have the right friends, right associations, right people around you, because just because they can't see it, you know, don't stop asking the Lord for what you're what you need. If you need your son saved, if you need your daughter to come to Christ and, and leave that knucklehead alone, if you need um, God to bless you with a house, a job, um, if you need God to just console your heart, um, if you need God to do anything, don't stop asking. I don't know who that's for, but don't stop asking based off what other people are saying. Some people are going to say stuff based on their own perspective, what they can see. Make sure you ain't got somebody blind in your corner telling you not to follow the master. Please make sure that you don't have somebody in your corner that is scared to get in the water but see water. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is serious. It's very serious because a lot of our associations is what's crippling us. Um, because I can love you. I can love you for who you are and where you are, but you not be in my life. And I'm not talking about cutting off people because we have a bad tendency, especially in church. I'm going to cut off this person, cut off that person without cutting off the root that's in our lives. Okay, let's be clear. Sometimes we have a root that's in our lives that attracts those kind of people to us. So make sure that we are clear not cutting people off because sometimes that cut off spirit causes us not to be unified. You know, I can um, agree to disagree. I may not agree with your life or whatever, but I agree that God has something for us to do in the kingdom. So don't cut people off to the point we don't have um, unity in our churches and unity in our lives, period. 
sometimes the tactics that we use can be a weapon as well all right so let's be careful of that um and it goes down to verse 51 i ain't trying to jump off topic but i got very excited um and it says when he arrived at the house of jairus he did not let anyone go in with him except peter john james the child's father and mother what does that tell you everybody cannot be present for your resurrection everybody cannot be present when you return to yourself everybody cannot be present so if we are in a place where i'm hurting and i'm so sad and and all that because so and so don't want to be in my life whatever it's for a reason i always tell people that the scene is changing but you can't get upset because the, the scene is changing okay yeah you stay in character you know um don't be leery of the things happening you know they're setting the stage for the next scene when you um when you ain't even um you've never seen the things you're facing and folks are you know fleeting and and all that and their character is changing you don't change your character remember this is your story don't change your character okay don't let the pressure make you you know buckle don't 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 let what other people do you know it you know influence you to change your character and sometimes people come into your life to see if you are really who you say you are and when they find out that you really are who you say you are they leave on their own okay a lot of times people come into your life to see if you're really that Christian that you say that you are, that believer that you say that you are, that strong, independent woman that you say you are, you know, that awesome dude that you say that you are, that awesome father that you say you, some people come to test what you've said, okay? And you got to be clear. You got to be conscious. You got to be aware so you don't take everything as a personal attack, okay? Some stuff is just to ruin what God is trying to do in your life in this present season. Don't let nobody ruin that. Everybody cannot be present for your resurrection. Now, I'm pretty sure after she got up and the Lord told her to get up and, and, and rise and, and eat, I'm pretty sure, you know, she, her spirit returned. That's what the word says, her spirit returned in verse 55. Some of us, literally, our spirits have not returned for years. And that's what I'm praying through this segment, through this message, that your spirit returns. Okay. I am so, so, so very tired of our spirit not being in the place where it needs to be. It's everywhere, but where it needs to be. You ever seen people go to church or you ever seen people literally be in church and everything is going on. The glory of God is there. Uh, the word is being preached, people are being healed, delivered, set free, all that kind of stuff. And they just sit there. And when they leave out, it's like they have not even heard the word, have not even encountered God. I need your spirit to return. Okay. And I'm not talking about some people, you know, will sit there and be soaking it all up. You know, I'm not talking about those kind of people. But I'm talking about the evidence that there has been a change. When you are in the glory, when you're in the anointing, there has to be a change. That is one of the first fruits that you go see is a change. I cannot be anointed and be ugly and be mean and be, you know, everything but a child of God. And I say I'm anointed. It don't work like that. You know, the anointing makes you sweet. It does. And anybody tell you different, it's a lie. The anointing will make you sweet in times when you can be a raging roaring lion okay 
There are times that you do do warfare, but most of the time, the anointing will make you sweet. It will calm you. It will not have you act a fool with people. All right? All right? Y'all like, ooh, I, yeah, I stepped on some toes. Because I want us to really be a, rep, a replica of God and his love and who he say he is and stop using these, you know, man-made um, positions or titles or influences to say that that's our identity. Our identity is in Christ. All right. So I want our spirits to return to us. And I, like I said, I've been in places where I felt like completely dead inside. Okay. Um, and I'm normally the type of person that would bring life to certain situations or to people. If you know me personally, I'm like, I'm gonna walk up and I'm gonna rock your world because I'm silly or I'm goofy or I'm just me. Okay. Um, but to feel dead inside, a lot of people feel dead inside. They don't feel like nothing's going, nothing's moving. I'm not going to ask God for anything. Cause no point. He's not going to hear me. He's not going to do what I asked, but I'm asking for the spirit the spirit that God has given you to return to you for you to ask God for what you need. I need you to come back. I don't need you to stay in this low state anymore. I need you to come back. I need you to come back stronger than ever. There's some stuff that's been trying to tear you down, trying to make you give up on God, trying to make you feel like, you know, God is never going to come my way. And by the time he gets here, the stuff is going to be dead. I decree and declare over your life that is a lie and that God is coming to you. And even if he don't get there when the time you think he should, he's always going to be on time because he is the author of time. He's not going to let anything happen to you that he does not have a solution for. Okay. So I am encouraging you today. Come back. Come back. Your spirit will come back today. Your life will come back today. Your strength will come back today. Your 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 purpose will come back today. I don't care who is trying to strip you of your strength, your anointing, your empower, your power, your mindset, your dreams, your goals, aspirations. I don't care who has tried to strip you. I don't care what life situations have tried to strip you. I don't care what media outlet has tried to strip your your royalty, your your um value away. I'm asking that you come back, bring her back, bring him back, because it's not time for you to stop asking. And I keep hearing that in my spirit, because sometimes we think that things should go in our time and our season. But don't stop asking. The minute you stop asking is the minute the enemy has taken your voice and your authority to talk, talk to your father. Don't let anybody keep you from talking to your father. I don't care where you've been. I don't care if you're in the lowest of lows right now in a ditch somewhere. I don't care if you just rolled out of somebody's bed. I don't care if you just finished, you know, lighting up a blunt. Do not let anybody keep you from talking to your father. Because I promise you right now, where I am, I did not get there overnight. I got there through many bumps, many lows, many highs. And you can't just think that you're going to be where you are today forever. Okay, so I had to keep going back to God. Every time I messed up, I got back up and ran back to him because he was my father. I did not stop going back to him. I did not stop running back to him. Okay, I did not stop running back to him. Some of y'all need to keep running back to him until he changes you. 
until he until God gets a hold of you and change you to the point that you're not going to be the same until your name changes. And some of you like, well, I'm doing this drill and I'm doing that. And I know God don't really want to, you know, talk to me like that. He don't really want to bless me like that. That's a lie. That is a lie because I promise you the love of God will always cover a multitude of sin, okay? But I need you to repent. Yes, I need you to get back up and repent and, and, and turn from what you've done and stop trying to do the same thing over and over. Change directions, okay? You're always going to have something to work on. But I need you to come back. Come back from depression. Come back from the things that have kept you low in a low state for no reason. I know we haven't been in church. I know uh, we haven't been around, you know, certain people for a while or whatever, but you need to come back. I, I don't need you uh, to enter into the Lord's house again after this pandemic and still not know who you are. I need you to come back from every low place in your mind. Some people literally are sick in their mind, sick in their heart, sick in their emotions. And I need you to come back from that. And you have a comeback spirit. The comeback is going to be essential because when everybody is in their right and perspective places, God can do more when you're in the right place at the right time than he can do when everybody's out of sorts trying to be everybody. You know, everybody can't be the toe. Everybody can't be the head. Everybody can't be the arm. You have to be in your place. Because when you're in place, it helps everything flow smoothly, and it also creates momentum and mobility for the kingdom of God when you're in place. I don't care if you're an usher. I don't care if you help the kids and children's church. Whatever you do, you are essential. Your comeback is essential, not just for the church, but for your life. Your kids need you. Your family needs you. Your future needs you. Single ladies, your future husband needs you. Your, your children need you, okay? Don't let nobody tell you that, uh, ain't nobody gonna love you this and that no that's a lie from the pit of the uh, uh the pits of hell no god has you god has you but you got to come back you have to let the spirit of god return to you let your spirit return to you it's not for you to be locked up in a house and, and all that kind of stuff and watching tv all day and being depressed and, and watching stuff to just make yourself feel bad no, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to come back from this. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you're going to come back from this. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you lost your job Friday. You're going to get another job Tuesday. I'm telling you, you're coming back from this. And I'm not giving you empty fairy tale stories. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I've experienced. I'm telling you, I've been to the mountaintop just as much as I've been to the valley. I've been in low places. I've been in places where I knew nothing but tears and anguish and hurt. I've been in places where I knew nothing but happiness and glory. But I've also been in places where I didn't even know if God loved me anymore. I've been in places where... I felt like God did not come through on time. I felt like I was in places where things I thought should have lived died. And I gave up asking. And some of y'all are giving up asking because you feel like man's already died. What's the point? I'm going to tell you right now. Ask him again and see what he do. See what he do. Because God is not a man that he's going to lie to you. And he's not going to intentionally put you in places. And it's seasons for you to come out and not have the victory. So bring her back. What you mean bring her back? It's not just a person. But whatever you have given birth to, whatever you have, even in the privacy of your own home, have listed or said unto God. Okay? Whatever it is. 
bring her back all right i love y'all i'm excited i'm praying for you because our spirit is going to return even in the midst of calamity even in the midst of storms even in the midst of bad things happening in our world we're coming back from this but your spirit has to return okay your spirit your strength your life has to return and if you've given that power over to someone or something snatch it back i love y'all i appreciate you i hope that you enjoy the rest of your day but i need you to ask again 